Blog Talk Radio. This is the national premiere Soccer League show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. And good evening, NPSL soccer fans. Welcome back to the NPSL soccer show here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show as we talk about those clubs in your favorite national league of U.S. soccer. Well, let's go straight to it. We have some matches already played in the western region of the MPSL already in the Golden Gate Conference. El Farolito leading that Golden Gate Conference. Two matches in so far. Two wins, six points. Uh, Oakland Stompers in second with four points. Uh, with Sacramento Gold and Napa Valley, 1839 FC and San Ramon FC along with Sonoma County Soul, all level with three points with a win and a loss. Uh, it is the Sonoma County Soul that has played one match more, and they have a win and two losses, and that's why they are in sixth. Oakland SC is in seventh place with a point in two matches played. FC Davis, unfortunately, lost both of their matches, and they're dead last with no points to show for it. California Odyssey has only played one game in the Southeast Conference. They have the full three points. The rest of that conference in Las Vegas Legends, Lions United, and FC Arizona have not yet played. And in the Northwest Conference, that has not played yet. So as of right now, only one mat, one excuse me, one club in the Southwest Conference has played, and the Golden Gate Conference in the Western Region have played. Everyone else has not started yet, and they will be soon. I believe this up upcoming weekend, so it should be a lot of fun, and it should be exciting for this 2023 MPSL season to get 20 years of the National Premier Soccer League. 20 long years that this league has been around as a part of the fabric of American soccer. And I have to say that is wonderful to see this league going on and going strong and giving us some brilliant moments, whether it be in the regular season, a playoff run, winning the, the NPSL championship, or that one moment, that one of these clubs makes an open cup run that we never thought we would see and it was glorious to watch. Or how about that moment where Cleveland SC in the open cup, not only big win in the opening round, were down 3-0 and made an attempt to come back. And even though that comeback sadly was short by a goal, they made sure they gave Richmond kickers a fight for their lives. But look at Tulsa Athletic. In the third round and facing Sporting Kansas City, 
in the Open Cup third round. That, my friends, is the only team right now carrying the flag for the league in this Open Cup 2023 edition, and it should be a lot of fun moving forward. Now, let me say this. My only moment, or I actually not really a only moment, but I have other moments here with this NPSL uh, 20-year anniversary. Obviously, at the NPSL final between FC Motown, formerly Miami FC 2, of course, Miami FC now in the USL Championship League, but seeing Miami FC 2 battling against FC Motown over at Drew University in Madison, New Jersey, in the championship final, that is one of those great moments I'll never forget. That is one of those great moments that I will never forget to be a part of the MPSL. And of course, having Gary Moody, the communications officer of the league, to contact me to be a media partner for this league. Those are some of the moments, of course, that I like to remember. And having the majority of these owners, players, coaches, front office people joining me on this show to talk about their clubs, talking about being a part of the league. And it is with, you know, great fun and great respect that I have been a part of broadcasting these shows to all of you that support this league and also supports the clubs in the league. I'll never forget when I had two owners on the show. And one of them is going to be a repeat guest. As some of you will know, he will be on tonight, and that's the owner of the Denton Diablos, Damon Gochner. You know, having when, – when you make these phone calls for the Open Cup first round draw review show. You make these phone calls and you hope you get guests to come on your show to talk about the club that they own, what it does in the community and for the community. And at the same time, you ask them, what are you expecting in your first round match? And you hope to get some great content. And once that happened, not even the show coming on the air yet, but being contacted by Gary Moody to be a part of the NPSL, to me, uh, that, is a, that is something that you know, you'd love to hear, that someone wants your services. Someone wants you to be a part of something special. And that is what I have done here, to be a part of something special. And that is the NPSL. And to interact with some of these owners have been a joy. And, of course, we all know the pandemic that hit our nation with the COVID pandemic, killed off the 2020 season, and then, of course, the the NPSL E-Cup came into existence. 
And that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun to have all these people coming on. And at the time, these are the people who are the electronic athletes, video game athletes that come on representing these clubs to battle for an ENPSL championship. And then you meet more owners of each club. To have this access with the NPSL, as I've said many, many times already, and I know. But you have to understand, someone like me, who wants to give a platform and to aim the spotlight at everyone else not just in Major League Soccer. We all have to understand and we all have to know American soccer is not just Major League Soccer. It is all all the leagues in our nation who have every right to fight for the opportunity to be recognized, to qualify for those Open Cup spots, and to just find a way to give them a shining moment, to have the spotlight on them, to find a way to, to tell them, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing for yourselves, what you're doing for your league, and what you are doing for the game. And yes, I know what the common denominator is, and we all know this. But the point is, is this. The MPSL is a part of that fabric. And I want to give them that fabric and let them shine on it. They can do so on their own, and they have so for, as we've already said, celebrating 20 years of it. It is just wonderful to see this league continue on to be a wonderful landing point for those teams and those players who want to prove themselves in the leagues below the professionals, even though in my book, it is still a professional league. And these people deserve the opportunity to be heard and seen. So far, so good. Obviously, the technology of today has improved tremendously. Obviously, this show, other vlogs, podcasts, bloggers, you name it, we are a part of it. And we are giving them the platform to come on the show and to make sure, to make sure they fairly get recognized and that they are able to enjoy being under the sun. And hopefully, we will get another fantastic round of playoffs and another fantastic season. And now the question is, will FC Motown repeat as champions, or will there be a new king of the hill? 20 years 
of the National Premier Soccer League. Teams may come and go, but, but, this league will remain strong. That is for sure. And look what's happened so far. You have Nashville. SC. You have Detroit City. Chattanooga FC. They've moved on. Buffalo FC. Or FC Buffalo, excuse me. You know, they've moved on. But new teams keep coming in. New teams are coming in. And when you see new teams come in, that is a great sign to say, that's, that's, that's our league of choice. Look, there will be some teams that want to be in a bigger area, in a bigger league, and we understand that. But if the MPSL still matters for new teams to come in, so be it. Come on over. And look at what's happened. We've already interviewed several new clubs for the upcoming two, for this for this 2023 season. We are going to talk to two more clubs, obviously, that are starting off their brand new MPSL season this year. And we have some old favorites, of course, coming back on this show. But one thing is for sure. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have some excitement. And I cannot wait to have those teams coming in. Just come on in. Have some fun. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk about yourself. And tell us why this league of 20 years is worth their time. Very, very happy to see that. Very, very happy to talk about it. And this is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be wonderful. And we're getting ready to go here on the fourth edition for the 2023 season of the National Premier Soccer League show. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be fun. Let's get ready. Let's have some fun. And let's go ahead and talk to our guests tonight. My first guest, as we are waiting for uh, this person to call in, a member of the Virginia Dream FC, the expansion team, Mr. Lucas Mendez, waiting for him to call me, and it looks like he's coming on right now. Lucas Mendez of Virginia Dream FC. Lucas, welcome to the show, and good evening. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. It's great to be on here, guys. It's great for you to be on, and we're very happy to have you on. So, Virginia Dream, very nice name. Um, when did you want to start this uh, professional club, and why did you choose the NPSL? Yeah, so the plan of Virginia Dream been in my mind for a few years, um, but we really 
basically started nine months ago is when we played our first game, obviously not in NPSL, but um, in Washington Premier League, just a local league um, that we won. But, yeah, that's when it, it kind of started. And, obviously, we, we did a lot of research and decided that NPSL was the, the next step for us um, competition-wise and just what the NPSL as a whole offers. So, it, you know, you're in the Mid-Atlantic Conference right now, and it looks like you got yourself some pretty solid competition, mostly in the Virginia, North, South Carolina area, obviously. Um, for some of us that are not aware, how difficult is the Virginia soccer scene when it comes to so much talent being around in the state of Virginia, or at least in the eastern part of Virginia, as you're very close to D.C., up and down the Atlantic Ocean. What is it about Virginia that makes uh, a soccer player attracted to come over to be on that club and in that area? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, our area is a super hotbed for, for talent, um, which is why, obviously, there's, there's a good amount of clubs Um in the area, but we we think that Virginia Dream is, is super unique, and, and there's not another kind of football club like us in, in the area or in the United States. Um, and that's kind of why we created Virginia Dream to um, bring something new to 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 the soccer scene um, in the area and, and in the nation as a whole. Now, where in Virginia is your club located? So we're located, we'll be playing our games in, uh, at Meridian High School in Falls Church, Virginia, which is just outside of D.C. So you're within that D.C., Virginia area. Okay. Um, that sounds pretty cool and uh, very happy to hear that you got yourselves a, a field and ready to go. Um, and you're, like I said, in the Mid-Atlantic Conference right now. You're joining fellow expansion sides, Annapolis Blues out of uh, Maryland, uh, uh, FC Frederick, Grove United, Alexandria Reds, Northern Virginia United, Virginia, excuse me, Virginia Beach City FC, also Alexandria Rough Diamonds, and uh, Greenville United. Um, how many games are you expecting to be derbies in this conference with your team? Oh, I mean, I think that there's obviously the main one that stands out is the Alexandria Reds game. Um, I think that'll be a massive, massive game for the for the club as, you know, they were the top top team in, you know, the conference last season. Um, and obviously they're they're right around the corner from us, so I think that'll be a big one. And I think we play we play at Alexandria the, the third game of the season, you know. So I think um, I think that'll be a big one. Now, for your club. How do you envision the type of uh, tactics you like to uh, have your club play? Do you like to press? Do you like to counter? Uh, do you try to maintain the ball? I mean, what what makes Virginia Dream tick? And what do you want to be known for when uh, your opponents are playing against you in NPSL action? Yeah, I think we are really um attacking team with a lot of um, attacking talent. We like to knock the ball around and play really beautiful, beautiful soccer that that ultimately creates a lot of chances. Um, yeah, we we like to we like to play play really high, high attacking, high attacking football. 
That's fantastic to hear. And of course, uh, where I mean, who are the clubs that you were following? Obviously, I'm assuming since MLS is not far away, it would be like DC United. But what clubs uh, have you followed outside of uh, MLS that, uh, in your mind, you want to emulate your club towards? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great clubs, obviously that that I've that I've noticed in in America and you know, all around the world. But I think that we are really not trying to emulate anybody. I think that um, what we're trying to do with Virginia Dream is really um, forward thinking. You know, I think that we're going to be really unique, and I don't think that really there'll be another club trying to basically, you know, do what we do. Um, as Virginia Dream, we're, we're really trying to create um, an organic connection between soccer, art, fashion, and music, and really creating something, like I've been saying, I hate to keep using the same word, but extremely, extremely unique. No, I understand. And listen, you know, you want to stand out and not follow the same path as everybody else. I completely understand what you're talking about. So, as you know, uh, being in the NPSL, and hopefully you'll make the playoffs this year. And if you go into a deep, deep playoff run, obviously there is a title at the end. But if you can reach the quarterfinals, there's a possibility that you can qualify for the U.S. Open Cup next year in 2024. Is that one of the major goals for your club for next season, or at least a major goal for this club uh, to move forward after this expansion year? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely one of our our top goals for for the coming years to make it into Open Cup and try to make a nice nice run into Open Cup. Um I think that we have extremely talented players um on our roster and in our team and honestly, I think we're we're super excited to show what we can do this season in the MPSL and beyond, hopefully into the Open Cup and, and other competitions. Absolutely, and I can't wait to see what's going to happen there. Uh, so I, I know you haven't kicked off yet, but is there a certain player that we have to be made aware of when we're going to start watching your games playing, or even for the locals? Who has caught your eye so far in preseason before this uh, 2023 season gets underway? Yeah, I think that we have, obviously, a lot of talented players. Um, but one player that really stands out um, is former <clears throat> Duke University player Brandon Williamson. Um, he's a central midfielder and, and just an all-around fantastic player. I think he's definitely one to look out for this season. That sounds really good, and we'll definitely look out for him as well. What does it say to you when you chose the MP? PSL, because they're celebrating 20 years right now uh, in American soccer. Uh, for you, what does that mean when you're joining a league that has some good, solid staying power in, in the circles of American soccer? Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. Like I said, I, I've, I love what MPSL is doing now, and I love what it has been doing. Obviously, I've played in MPSL um, a few years ago. Um, so obviously I, I'm familiar with the league and I know what it offers talent wise. Um, and, and like, I, like you said, I mean, the longevity 20 years, it's, it's fantastic. And I, I think, um, I'm just super excited, excited to get, get started with our first season, um, coming up. 
That sounds awesome to hear, and I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, my time here with the NPSL, it's kind of been short, but it's been sweet. You know, you've seen uh, some great matches online, and especially when you get to those Open Cup games, to see some of these teams that qualify for it. Uh, they're really fun to watch, and you hope, uh, you know, you get a nice long run in the Open Cup, and you'll be able to meet an MLS team uh, or two if you're able to move past the first and second round. So we'll see what happens there. But um, talk about the stadium. Um, how is the stadium uh, – where is it located? You said Falls Church, you said, in Virginia. Um, is it is it grass? Is it turf field? How, what's the situation there? Yeah, so it's uh, our, our home field is going to be called Meridian High School. Um, in Falls Church, Virginia. Our nickname for it is going to be The Cloud. Obviously, Virginia Dream, if you've seen any of our branding, you know, a lot to do with the sky, so we're going to nickname it The Cloud. Um, but it's, it's turf, and, and it's going to be a beautiful, unique match day experience when people come to, to a Virginia Dream match. Um, we're hoping to make it, you know, more like a fest, festival-like atmosphere for every home match, you know, not just a soccer game. We want to really... Um, bring the community in, bring unique artists in, um, just really make it a, a really unique atmosphere and, and hopefully a really difficult place for other teams to play. No, absolutely, and that's going to be fantastic. And obviously you're going to get some great support from everyone that's going to come over. Uh, you're going to get your diehard supporters. What are the plans for for the for the fans and the supporters that are going to come over? Will you have, like, special uh, events going, music, uh, like maybe a little music concert of some sort? I mean, what type of events would you like to put out there? What have you thought of at the moment? Yeah, I mean, we're definitely looking to have super unique uh, events going on photo experiences at the games, you know, um, food trucks, um, live art, all de all different types of things um, in terms of, uh, yeah, just in terms of unique events and fun things for, for everybody of all ages. And, yeah, we're super excited to, to play at home and kind of really give our fans, you know, what they deserve. Absolutely, absolutely, because they are the best fans in the world, no matter where you absolutely. are. You you know you got your fans, and you know that they're going to be ready each and every game day. It's going to be fantastic. I believe it will be. I guess my final thought is this. Uh, depending on what happens this year, what is the main goal for this season so far? Yeah, I know um... – Obviously, coming in, it's our first season, but our goal is to is to win the conference and, like you said, hopefully, you know, make it to the quarterfinals and uh, get that Open Cup berth um, and hopefully go all the way. But our goal is to win the conference and hopefully keep progressing in the playoffs after that. Absolutely, and I really do hope you do win the conference in the first year. There have been uh... – Years where even an expansion team has found a way to win their uh, conference in their first season and have a heck of a playoff run. So hopefully that would be a big dream come to reality, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. We're super excited, and we definitely believe that we we have some amazing talent and 
we're super excited to get our first season in NPSL going to show all the NPSL fans um, how unique Virginia Dream is and, and how good of a football club we are. Absolutely, and I cannot wait to see what you guys are going to do. Uh, so once again, Lucas, thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. Good luck this year in the MPSL. Good luck this year in your uh, Mid-Atlantic Conference, and I hope to have you back on the show again sometime soon. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for having me, and, yeah, let's go Virginia Drink. Hopefully that we can uh, yep. have a great season. Let's hope so, too. Thank you once again, Lucas. Have a good one. Thank you, you too. And that was Lucas Mendez, owner of the Virginia Dream, as uh, he uh, comes in and talks about his club. As they are going to get ready for their first season in the NPSL as we get ready to talk about more clubs coming in, especially coming out of Kansas City, Missouri. Uh, This is Mr. Hugh Williams from Kansas City, Seoul, joining me tonight for talking about his club coming in, another expansion team, in the 2023 season of the National Premier Soccer League. Hugh, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on. And how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing very well, and thank you for having me. Well, thank you for taking the invitation. I really appreciate it. Um, when did you want to start this club in the Kansas City area? And uh, what were your thoughts coming into this situation that you wanted the NPSL to be your league of choice? Yeah, um, well, the league of choice was simple, really, because of the reputation that the league has and, you know, the, just the expectation for the standards of the league. So uh, we're excited for it. Um, NPSL, for us, everybody from other teams, uh, from the organizers of the league, from the league admin, have been nothing but very welcoming and very much part of helping us step going through all the steps that we need to, you know, get ready for the season. It can be overwhelming, right? There are so many things that needs to be done so quickly, and the league have been there side, but you know, almost like a partner with us. So, so we're very excited with that. Hello. Mr. Williams, are you still there? Sorry about that, folks. I had a bit of an issue. I'm trying to get back in as soon as I can. One second. One second. I'll be there in a few minutes. I'll be there soon. Be there in just a moment. 
as I am trying to get back into the studio. I apologize, sir. I had a bit of a connection issue. Are you still there? I am still here, yes. Okay, I apologize about that. I'm very, very sorry. I had a connection issue, but it got back on. Um, oh, no problem. No. I can, well, thank you. Um, why, and I guess, because um, I'm trying to, <laughs> a little flustered, unfortunately, here, but I'm getting back in here as soon as I can. I appreciate your patience. Thank you very, very much. Sometimes this happens in a live show and trying to get back on as quickly as possible here. But um, with the NPSL, as uh, you were saying, yep. the um, which conferences, I'm trying to get my notes back up here, uh, which conference have you been playing against? Uh, will you be performing in, excuse me? And, and what makes that conference for Kansas City's soul so dangerous to be a part of? Well, okay, so we're in the Heartland, uh, the Midwest Conference. And we're going to be playing against clubs, you know, the Tulsa Athletic, Oklahoma City, uh, Demise, you know, clubs that have been in this league for a long time and have established themselves as quality clubs. And, you know, it seems like the Tulsa Athletic will be playing against Sporting Kansas City in the Open Cup here in the next round. Uh, so quality opposition, but quality people as well. So that, that, those, those are the things that come to mind initially for us is, you know, the how open-hearted everybody has been in trying to help us and how, you know, everybody is joining together as partners to make this league the best league that they possibly can. No, absolutely. And that's going to be a very tough uh, conference. Obviously, you know how difficult Tulsa can be. And some of these other clubs have been in that conference. And trust me, I've been following that uh, conference very, very closely. Uh, it's going to be a really, really tough one for you. And But you know what? You have, I think, a, a big secret weapon. You're brand new. And you might be able to surprise some of these teams uh, moving forward once your season gets underway. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we hope so. We hope that we'll represent ourselves in a positive manner. Um, that's certainly the goal here. Um, I, I think we'll do okay. I think we'll be competitive, um, but we want to do it in a quiet way. We, the expectations are for us to be, a, first of all, a great host and a part of the league that, you know, everybody else can be proud of us too. And, you know, and what happens on the field is going to be a bonus. You know, if we do well, that's certainly the goal. But if we do well, then so be it. If we don't, then we'll work awfully hard to get better with each and every game. No, absolutely. And I agree with you there. And uh, it should be a lot of fun to see what your guys are going to do. Uh, just out of curiosity, if you don't mind me asking, um, no. when you wanted to create this team, um, was it something that you wanted to do for a long, long time? How long have you been a fan of the sport? And when did you want it to start up? this club in the Kansas City area? Sure. Uh, well, I came to Kansas City, but I'm, I'm from Wales. I came to Kansas City in 1985 for one year. <laughs> That's what I thought. Five kids later, four grandkids later, I'm still here and have been involved, been involved in the game ever since through camps, tournaments, youth clubs, and so on. And I was involved with the NWSL, NWSL quite a bit. 
um, as coach GM of the, the Kansas City team, and um, and then the movement to to the men's side uh, came this year. Um, but you know, obviously, I've enjoyed both sides of the game. Uh, but at this stage of my career, just kind of looking forward to um, really pushing it onto the men's side and seeing where this goes. Um, you know, where does this take us? Um, you know, are we going to be a team that's going to be okay in this conference? Are we going to be a team that's going to be competing for a championship in the conference? Or are we going to be a team that's going to be competing for a whole NPSL championship? You know, let's let's see and let's see what where the steps take, take us. No, very true. And uh, that should be a lot of fun. I cannot wait to see what your team is going to do this year um, in the NPSL. If I can also ask you this, obviously you know as well as everyone else does, um, if you do make the playoffs this year and if you do go on a big run in the uh, MPSL playoffs, you could reach one of those automatic spots for the 2024 U.S. Open Cup. How big and important is that, not just for yourselves and, the, you know, and, your, and your ownership and the staff, but for the players that you, you've brought over, how big would that be for that entire area? Because it's not just Sporting Kansas City that will be going. They could get two Kansas City area teams to advance and be a part of the Open Cup in the very first round. Yeah, how about that, right? So, you know, we have a, quite a few Sporting Kansas City former academy players, and uh, so they have – uh, you know that experience with the, the pro side of things, so that they'll they'll know a little bit of what to expect. We have other players that are veteran players that will help those the young former academy players. Um, but yeah, having two two teams from Kansas City uh, represent you know our city in the Open Cup is very cool, and we'd be excited to be one of those teams for sure. No, absolutely, and that's going to be exciting to see, and it's going to be very, very exciting to uh... – did you hear me? No, 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 now I can hear you again. Yeah, I lost you for a second. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. No, my question to you is this. Um, what type of uh, style do you like your clubs to be a part of do you like to attack? Do you like to defend, counter, uh, possession-wise? What do you like to see your KC Soul team do? Yeah. Um, well, first of all, we, we hope to be very organized, very disciplined in the back. Uh, we'll, we'll start from there. Uh, Goalkeeping-wise, we will expect our goalkeeper to be very comfortable with his feet. And we'll expect leadership from our center backs, outside backs, as you know, the outside back position is probably the, the position that's been transitioned the most in the game. Uh, the expectations for, you know, the constant movement, constant overlapping, even tucking inside to help the midfield a little bit more. So we'll expect that from our uh, outside backs too. But I think really our goal will be to play through the middle, uh, the double sixes, double eights in, in the center and draw draw the opposition into us and then find isolations high and wide. I think that will be the major principles for us in terms of our game model. 
So draw the other team in towards the center areas and then finding space for our technical fast players out wide. That's going to be a fun thing. I can't wait to see it. And your head coach, uh, who is the man that will be leading your team into battle when you get these games ready to go? So that will be me. Uh, yeah, oh. so I, I will, I'll be coaching the team as well. Um, and we got a, a very good coaching staff over here, kind of very, very experienced staff, I think, that will uh, hopefully help the, the young players. Um, develop, you know, the players that are in college that are looking to continue to get better. We hope to help those guys. But then we've got that mixture of the older players, too. Some of the players that are playing indoor soccer. And I know back in 100 years ago when I played that obviously coaching is huge and important. Good players want to be coached. Good players want to get better. But I also think that a lot of learning gets done with your teammates as well. So we're hoping our veteran players step up and be that role model that the young players need. Just a quiet word here and there, showing them how to become a football player, how, how to become a soccer player. Um, not just, you know, the coaching side of it, but what it takes off the field, on the field, to become the best player that you can. No, absolutely. And you know what? I think the, these guys are going to do everything that you, you're going to do, and what you want them to do. I think they're going to really uh, pay attention to what they, uh, what you're going to be uh, training with them and getting the game plan down right. Uh, so what are you expecting for this uh, first year? Are you expecting to make the playoffs? Are you just going to ride it out and see what's going to happen? How are you going to take care of uh, this 2023 season? Okay, so no coach – should be saying that he's got a good team, right? Because it's a kid's death, and if the team doesn't do well, then it's all in the coaching, right? So, uh, but you know, we got a good bunch of players for sure. The the chemistry and everything that we've done so far has been fantastic. Um, so we're looking forward to it, and there's no expectations. You know, there's there's nothing within my body though, and in, in my being that is not competitive. So we will, we will compete for sure. And, but how, you know, where that takes us, I don't know. It, will that be enough? Are we, uh, as of today, I don't know what it takes to be successful in this league. I got an idea, but I don't know it. Um, so, but we soon will. And, and we'll put the players to the test and we'll find out, you know, how far that takes us. And hopefully it'll take us all the way. Hopefully we win the conference. Hopefully we'll go even further than that. But, you know, if it doesn't, then we'll certainly do better next year. First of all, let me apologize once again for the technical difficulties. I'm very sorry that happened during our interview, and uh, they're all fixed up and everything should be fine now. Uh, but once again, no, thank no you problem at all on my side. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> no, it's on my side. I'm glad, I'm glad it's no problem on your side. I had a problem on my side, and I think I got it all fixed now. So uh, thank you once again for coming on tonight. I appreciate it, and good luck this year, Mr. Williams. Thank you, and good luck to you as well. Thank you very much. Hugh Williams, head coach of Kansas City Soul in the NPSL, and now it's time to bring on some regulars, and why not bring this man on because, of course, this man needs no introduction. He'll get one anyway. It's the owner of the Denton Diablos, in the one and the only Damon Gopner. Damon, welcome back. 
Brand new year, brand new season for the Denton Diablos. What is going on, and what plans do you have in store for this season? First and foremost, Daniel, thank you, man. Thank you for everything you do for lower league soccer, for the NPSL, for shedding light on a, on a, a lot of people that spend a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of passion and trying to give young men opportunities. So we, we appreciate the platform you provide and all the ways you support us. Super excited and super proud to be back, man. Um, you know, we, we by, by all measures, we had our most disappointing season uh, in the history of the club as far as on-field success last season. So I will be the first to say that we have spent more time, more energy, and more money than we ever have um, to, try to, to try to prevent uh, a similar outcome this season and to try to really put us in a position to have more support, more resources. So, you know, your first question, what's in store, what's coming, what's new? We're super excited about uh, a change in, in uh, leadership within the team itself. Uh, you know, we will always have a lot of uh, a fond place in our heart and a lot of appreciation for the place that uh, Ramon Raya led us to and our national championship run in 2021 and all of the other uh, pieces of hardware we've collected along the journey. But we're super excited about Armando Pelé's and, and what he brings to the organization, both in, um, in soccer acumen and, and X's and O's, but as well as just relationships. Armando's a guy that's played and coached around the world. So, again, um, you know, our, our mission is to provide young men the opportunity to pursue their passion and pursue their dream of playing soccer at a level higher than us. And uh, we think Armando is an excellent addition and, and the right person to help us not only have on-field success that, we're, that we expect. You know, I appreciate – the, the new owner of the soul and he has no expectations for this year. I remember being in that spot just three, four years ago, um, you know, before our 2019 inaugural season, we have expectations and we have high expectations. We have climbed the mountain. We have seen the view from the top and it is glorious. And I wake up every day with a burning desire in my stomach and in my heart to put another national championship ring on my finger and all of the other fingers of everybody that has, that touches our club. So, uh, you know, we're super excited about Armando. We're also going to change venues uh, this summer and play at a new venue. So we're super excited uh, and really pleased and proud of the partnership we have with uh, Texas Women's University, the fine Division II uh, soccer stadium, all grass, very park-like setting. Um, we, we're able to have a beer garden. It's, got, it, it's just a great venue for us, and we think it's going to really bring in an intimacy to our games that we kind of lost uh, in the last year or two. Uh, and then finally, man, last but not least, we've, we've won a lot of trophies and a lot of hardware and had a lot of success in, in Puma gear, um, specifically the red and black hoops that we've worn for four consecutive seasons for a whole myriad of reasons. But on May 4th at Denton County Brewing Company, we're going to unveil our fully custom and totally unique. We're super, super excited of them. Um, but Denton's first. Uh, so we have our jersey reveal party on May 4th. And so our, I know some of our guys that have seen them, they're super excited um, for us to really represent Denton in a way that we haven't been able to before and put on some cool gear. And that, we're partnered with a, with a local brand called Lexa Sportswear, uh, and they do a lot within the, the soccer community within Dallas-Fort Worth, but have never uh, sponsored anybody maybe at, at our level as far as an NPSL team. So they're super excited to, to step up and, and meet us halfway in a lot of different ways, and we're really, really excited about some of the gear that we got coming this summer, but specifically our home and away kits and our goalkeeper kits, uh, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to definitely be uh, some crowd favorites. So we got a lot of fun stuff and a lot of exciting pieces off the field, but then, you know, on the field, we're returning some key players. William Hitchcock's played for us 
uh, for two seasons in our national championship run. Uh, we've got some other guys that have played with us from our national championship run. We're going we're gonna to have some players go play with some other clubs, and that's always going to happen. So, you know, attrition and, and turnover in a club is, is inevitable in a club like ours. But we're really, really um, pleased with the initial results. We've been having some open tryouts. And then, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to make a big announcement on Monday uh, that's that's going to put another feather in the cap of Denton soccer and, and, and really push forward our agenda of trying to provide young men world-class opportunities to showcase their talents, to chase their dreams, and to ultimately try to play soccer at the next level. So, man, we are – Daniel, when I say we're excited for 2023, it's a, it's a huge understatement. We've got uh, more people in our front office, more people in our coaching staff and our technical staff, more people in our interns and our volunteer group. Uh, more people in our player roster and our training roster, uh, more energy and, and momentum than we've ever had in the club, including our very first season and our national championship run. So we've got big expectations, and we're super excited for it. Also, you have appointed Brad uh, Namdar to become general manager and technical director. How important has he been for you to get the club to where they are as well? Now, obviously, it's not just on the field. It's also off it as well. 100%. I think – you know, I think at our level, a lot of people may not realize uh, just how integral, pivotal, and crucial the role of general manager is, technical director as well. Um, and so I don't want to ever shortchange that role. I'll be the first to say we don't have a huge academy staff or multiple teams. So the role of technical director in bridging uh, multiple teams or the structure for us isn't necessarily as demanding. But the role of general manager is just absolutely critical you know, at this level, teams uh, are able to gener generate revenue in three primary pillars. That's with your game day ticket sales and everything you do on game days. That's with the merchandise you have and the merchandise sales that you can generate. And then that's in your sponsorship um, and the ways that you can partner with the business community. And we have always enjoyed a, a really tight-knit relationship with both our season ticket holders and our fans, as well as the business community. So we've always been able to to some degree support ourselves, but Brad's been an absolutely integral part of uh, putting us in the best position that we've ever been in at this time of year to go into a season, both financially as well as just from a, a overall club perspective and how prepared we are to meet the challenge ahead. You know, so yeah, you're absolutely right. I don't, I, you know, I, I try not to pass out too many flowers individually because I'm bound to leave somebody out, but I would be totally remiss if I didn't mentioned the outstanding job Brad's done in the, in the past three to four months he's been involved with the club so far. So we brought Brad in in late December. He immediately started reaching out to the community and, and helping to reignite and reinforce um, and to help reestablish some of those relationships that we've established over the past three or four years to get those different pockets of the community excited and engaged. And then he's done a tremendous job of reaching out to the local business community, both in Denton as well as the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area. So um, we've got a, a, a major sponsor announcement or partner announcement coming this week that's uh, just super awesome, a, a brand that people have seen um, all of their life and they're familiar with from coast to coast, you know, from border to border. And so we're super proud to put that, that brand on our jersey, and that, that release should be coming this week. Uh, Brad's been instrumental in, in helping with some of the logistics and, and in making sure that, um, you know, we understand that if, uh, you know, our team, we do not pay players. And so we're very clear about that. We're going to use college players, and the NIL definitely changes the game. But as the NCAA has stated up to this point, um, if a 
collegiate athletes playing on a team that nobody on that team can be compensated as a professional athlete in order for that athlete to maintain their amateur status. So we're always going to have collegiate players because of the nature of who we want to be as a club. Uh, So for that reason, this NPSL team will always be an amateur team. And so um, if we're not going to be able to compensate players, then we've got to find every other way we can to make sure that guys know that we want to run a professional organization, that we're taking care of them, um, that we're thinking about all of their needs, not just from on the field, but from recovery, from nutrition, um, from access and opportunities. Um, and Brad's been instrumental in really uh, solidifying some of those opportunities and resources for the entire club. So we've got a, a cryo clinic that's uh, one of our, our valued sponsors this year that's going to take care of our guys with cryo sessions. We've got a chiropractic center that works with a lot of the local professional teams that we're super excited to have them in, involved in taking care of our guys. Um, we're stepping up this year and have already got our bus transportation taken care of. So, you know, in all of our hotels, meals, just all of the little details that go into trying to replicate some of the success we've had in the past, Brad's been absolutely instrumental uh, in, in picking up a lot of those pieces for us and putting them together and really helping to uh, to push the club to a new level. No, that's fantastic to hear. And obviously you run a, uh, a great professional club, even though you are in the NPSL. But once again, you've been doing this for a pretty good while now. And, you know, like I've always told people, you know, if anyone asks me, you know, who do you uh, recommend? And, you know, if you're going to be playing professionally or at least in one of the national leagues, I look, do you want to go to Texas? Go to Denton. I mean, not saying that the other clubs don't do a great job, but you are one of those that does a great job along with Laredo Heat and everyone else uh, in your uh, conference right now. And speaking about that conference, you know, Houston, Austin, San Antonio, West Texas, Central Texas, Gallows, which is formerly Irving, Lubbock, Fort Worth, yes, and Brownsville. You're, I mean, I mean, this has got to be the biggest knock them out, drag them out conference in the entire league. How do you guys find a way to stay afloat if you can? Well, I mean, no, I think I appreciate it. I appreciate you recognizing that because we all joke kind of in our group chat from the the ownership and and general managers are all in a WhatsApp group meeting or group chat. And and we all joke that in our humble opinion, it's the top to bottom. It's the most stacked, the most difficult and the most talented conference in the country. Um, And then, from just a number of teams, 11 teams in our conference. Well, there's, some team, there's some conferences in the NPSL that only have five or six teams, and I just think about, man, how nice would it be to only have to beat out one or two other teams for a playoff spot instead of having to beat out six other or seven other teams for a playoff spot. Yeah, it's, it, listen, you know, you mentioned it, Laredo Heat, JJ, and, and the Ritwani family down there. Absolutely, you know, uh, first-class organization. They're building their own stadium. Really, really amazing. And, and part of the reason that we came into and I had faith in, you know, coming into the NPSL in this conference was some of my conference mates. Of course, the Fort Worth Vaqueros and, you know, our, our, our biggest rival, uh, you know, they're always doing things at a first-class level, and they're always going to have talent as well. The new kids on the block out there in, in West Texas, though, both West Texas FC coming back in and taking over Midland spot, Midland Odessa Soccer's. We're, we're, you know, really excited to welcome in a new partner in that regard. Uh, but then last year's kind of Cinderella to the ball was the Lovett Matadors and what they were able to do with the single-season attendance records and what they've been able to do with fan engagement is absolutely, you know, I think eye-opening for the rest of the league about what's possible. If you, if you get a lot of the pieces right and you hit a lot of the nails on the head, then you can turn around and look at, you know, we had 2,500 for our national championship game. 
I think I think Lubbock averaged over 4,000 last year in attendance for their games. So, you know, and that, to your point, Daniel, when you can have 4,000 fans in the stands, then a lot of people and a lot of players want to come play for you. So, and, and that's what, that's one of the reasons we're so proud of, you know, the success that we've had in the, in the first couple of years. Uh, and, and why we also know that I, I know what it takes to get to the back to the Lone Star Conference playoffs. And last year we missed it by literally one goal. If we'd have scored a goal, one more goal in five or six different games um, or not let in a goal in five or six different games, then we would have made the playoffs and the whole story about this season would be different. But it's not, and it wasn't, and so here we are. Um, we're cognizant of, of the work and the commitment that it's going to take, um, and you're absolutely right. There, if you can get through the Lone Star Conference relatively unscathed from an injury perspective, you're going to face historically some of the best teams in the league. Uh, and historically, you're going to face some really, really talented players, a handful of which are every year are going to go on and play professionally in different in different leagues. So, uh, you know, we're 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 never uh, blind to the fact that that uh, that our conference is difficult, and we got a lot of teams, and the and the road to the championship is is not going to be easy. But it, that's what makes the uh, the the ring on the finger that much sweeter is when you can put some of those pieces together. So again, we're excited about our front office. We're excited about our, our technical staff and our head coach. I think Armando is is absolutely the guy to lead us on the field and to create the culture and to and to keep investing and keep establishing who we are as a team and as a club, um, and to help put us into a totally different position so that when you and I are talking uh, either at the end of this season or before next season, we're going to be talking about another ultra successful Diablos campaign and, and hopefully right in the history books again. Absolutely. And I cannot wait to see what's going to happen with you and Denton this uh, current season is always Damon. I always appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you very much for sharing us your thoughts and good luck in this season. Hey, Daniel, thank you so much again for the platform you provide and uh, everything you do for lower-level soccer, man. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Once again, Damon Gopner, owner of the Denton Diablos of the Lone Star Conference in the Southern region. Uh, Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be one heck of a year to watch, and we'll see what Denton will do as we get ready for this 2023 season with everyone else getting ready to play their first league matches this upcoming weekend it should be exciting it should be a lot of fun and i cannot wait what will happen uh this upcoming season and it should be a lot of fun now waiting on my next guest uh mr Stuart collins from the michigan rangers fc as uh they're gonna get ready for their brand new season moving here uh as we get ready for uh, Mr. Collins to come on over and to uh, talk to me, uh, obviously from the Midwest region and the Great Lakes Conference. This is going to be exciting. This is going to be a lot of fun. Cannot wait to have him on and to talk about his club getting ready for the 2023 season. Now, as we've said already, the Michigan Rangers located in the Great Lakes Conference. They're going to be having their opponents in FC Columbus, Akron City FC, Cleveland FC, uh, Pittsburgh. Well, they used to be called the Pittsburgh Hoppers. Now they're the Steel City FC as they are getting ready to uh, be prepared for a brand new year. And of course, the Erie Commodores, Muskegon uh, Risers, 
Carpathia FC, and it looks like FC Buffalo will still have a team in the NPSL, but I could be, <clears throat> excuse me, I could be wrong about that. Uh, we'll have to try and get confirmation on that one as well. We'll see what happens. But hopefully we will be talking to Mr. Stuart Collins here in a few moments as we talk about that club. Uh, Michigan also growing as a hotbed of soccer. I mean, we always known it to be a, a, a hockey state, a football state, even a basketball state with the top college basketball prospects, college football prospects, college hockey prospects moving on into the NHL, the NBA, and the NFL, and Major League Baseball. But, you know, Michigan, I, I'd like to think that they have a solid amount of soccer players getting ready to make the move to come into their own. And, you know, Michigan Rangers looks like, you know, they have their uh, moment as well, moving on here and moving forward. So we'll see what happens with them. And uh, it should be uh, a lot of fun as we get ready to talk about them as we get ready for the uh, Michigan Rangers discussion with Mr. Stuart Collins as we await him to call in. And we should be having some fun here momentarily. So we shall see what is going on and uh, hopefully we'll have him on. But I want to go back to uh, Damon for a second. And once again, look, you know, owners, coaches, uh, all these people that come on my show from the NPSL, it, it, it's always fun to have these people, you know, talk about their love of the game, talk about how much they enjoy being in the game and especially being in the NPSL. Obviously, uh, there's a you know all the, some of these owners like I said, like from Atlantic City FC, Andrew Wildus, how what he has done to make that club into something special in the southeastern Jersey, Atlantic City area. Uh, even to get fans coming from the Philadelphia area, they just have to hop on uh, the train to go to Atlantic City or at least get their cars. I know they probably currently play at Stockton uh, University. Probably they've probably are playing somewhere else. I'm not to look at uh, where they're currently playing their home games, but um, you know, as I've said, this is um, you know when you talk to some of these people, they're very knowledgeable and they truly want to be a part of something special. They want to be a part. Wonderful, and it is just exciting and fun when we get to those teams that you know like what Damon has done of course um, owners of Laredo Heat uh, even Giovanni Pelafiora of Central Florida Panthers you know those are the types of owners that you know and you love 
when you can hear the passion that comes out of their mouth when they talk about their club, town, or the city that they are from or living in or where the club is performing in. And it is just absolutely wonderful to get them on the show, to give them this platform and this opportunity to talk about the league that they are in. So, you know, I love doing this. I love doing this. I enjoy doing this. I have a lot of fun talking with these people. And as I've said already, and you're probably bored when I keep talking about this, but the truth is, this is uh, the fun stuff that I do. And I really am enjoying myself when uh, when I get to do these shows because I want to give these people an opportunity. I want to give these people an opportunity. I want to give these people a chance. And everyone deserves a chance, no matter what league they're in. MLS, USL in either Championship, League One, League Two, NPSL. I mean, that's why I, uh, I made the Open Cup show. And it's because of that Open Cup show, these review shows, that I get the opportunity to talk about these lower-level teams to give them the spotlight that they want. That's why uh, the NPSL wanted me to do this show, saying it over and over, how exciting it is and how lucky uh, they are when uh, you know they get this opportunity to come on this show and to talk about themselves. Because I want to give them that opportunity. Because you are the fan, whether it is your club that's coming on this show or if you're just a fan of the league, period, you want to know what's on their mind and how they're going to be and, and what they're going to do and how they're going to perform and what's the situation. So as like I've already said, I love doing this show. I love giving the platform out to all these people. And it is just absolutely fantastic. People who are normally not used to being on a national show to come on and talk about themselves. And I love asking these questions. I like to ask these questions. I want to know what they're thinking. I want to know what they're believing in. And I want them to know what the situation is. Because to be honest, I know, like I said already, if you are a supporter of that club, you want to know. If you're a supporter of the league and you're curious to know what's going on outside of what you normally are used to, you want to know from them. Because you support this league. And if no one supports this league, then obviously the 20 years uh, would not have mattered, would it? The 20 years of the NPSL has been absolutely fantastic. And it's just wonderful, wonderful to have these teams coming on and having them talk to us, talk to me, to talk to you, get ready, getting ready, brand new season of NPSL soccer. Like I said already, this is going to be a lot of fun. This is exciting. And so far, we're enjoying ourselves. 
enjoying ourselves and having a lot of fun. And this is going to be exciting. I personally cannot wait to keep on going with more shows. Obviously, a lot, a lot is going on when it involves your club and this league and the National Premier Soccer League. This, my friends, is what you all want, and this is what you want to have. And it's exciting. It's very exciting. Still waiting on Mr. Um, excuse me. Still waiting on Mr. Stuart Collins to call in and hopefully talk to his Michigan Rangers, and we'll see what the situation will be as we get ready. Moving forward. And we'll still keep on going here. We have one more guest on later tonight, of course. That will be uh, in a couple of minutes, Mr. Andy Hogarth of Akron City. But still waiting for Mr. Stuart Collins to come in. Hopefully, uh, he will be joining us uh, very shortly. And uh, we'll see what happens moving forward. And uh, it should be exciting. should be a lot of fun. And once again, I cannot wait to have uh, to talk about Michigan Rangers. Hopefully, we will have him on. This is a situation where uh, this is, you know, show is for you. You, the fans of the National Premier Soccer League, who wants to hear these people who are playing, managing, uh, general managing, owning these clubs in these leagues. In this league, I should say. So it should be exciting, as always. Try to get you everybody that's available here. And, uh, you know, we did so with the first two shows of the season with the new expansion teams. We did so with the U.S. Open Cup preview show for those teams beginning in the first round that were not a part of the... of the uh, cup. Maybe we have our guest on. Uh, I believe we have Mr. Stuart uh, Collins on. Is this Stuart? Uh, no, it was Andy from Akron City. Andy, you know what? Thank you very much, Andy, for coming on. And we'll just go ahead and move on with you. Andy Hogarth from Akron City FC joining me tonight. Andy, welcome to the show. And uh, how exciting is it to get ready for this brand new year in the NPSL? Yeah, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. You know, I think it's a, a great thing to, to take the opportunity to, to obviously talk about the, the team and the league and, and and where we're looking to go. And, you know, I think it's it's very exciting. You know, I think we are, uh, you know, especially in, in Akron, obviously, we're uh, with, with what the University of Akron do in, in the city. It's, a, you know, it's a little bit of a soccer town and, and whatnot. So it's very, very exciting to, you know, to, to be on board and, and looking forward to, to getting the season started and, and showing what we can do in, in Akron this year. Absolutely. And how long have you been managing uh, Akron uh, City FC uh, in the NPSL? So I came on board probably six weeks ago. Um, talked with the owner. I, I've lived in the, the Akron area now for about 10, 12 years uh, with my college job. Um, previously at the, the very start of the league, when before Cleveland were Cleveland Soccer Club, they were AFC Cleveland. I was the the first head coach of that group, so it's obviously a 
a little bit competitive rivalry to uh to be in the area with uh with another team but but um being involved for about six eight weeks to to get things going and and uh, you know been been working hard at it i think we're really fortunate to have a an ownership group and a support group that's made this you know this transition into it you know very very seamless and, and very enjoyable already and it sounds like you're a veteran of this great lakes conference obviously you guys you said you were running cleveland sc at the time now you're with akron city what is it about this great lakes conference that is so difficult to navigate even if you are having a good season i think it's just a very a very very competitive region um you know i think the if you if you take from you know the Pittsburgh up to Erie across to you know across to Michigan through through Ohio there I think there's you know we're very very fortunate with the amount of of colleges from Division One two three NEIA that are kind of in that in the area you know I think with you know within within Akron we can probably within an hour and a half two hour drive we can probably reach out and touch you know 25 to 30 universities you know so I think obviously that you know that provides a, a very, very good soccer environment. You know, and I think it's the same when you get up to Detroit. It's the same when you're, you know, down to Pittsburgh. It's just a very, very, you know, well-supported soccer community in a soccer region. And I think obviously that provides us with, with a, you know, a talented pool that every every week's different. That you, you know, I don't think you see see a situation where you look at someone and go in, you know, they're a they're a sure win every week and are a sure loss every week. So I think it's a, you know, I think that makes it such a, you know, a tough region to to navigate, but also a fun region, right? I think it's a, it's a situation you want to be in where where every game is, you know, every game matters and every game's competitive. I think that as a as a head coach is somewhat what excites me that, you know, you, you can't rest on your laurels because of what you did the week before. So Absolutely. you know, I think we're, we're very fortunate. Absolutely. What surprises you about uh, players from the uh, the state of Ohio? I mean, we'll always talk about Columbus and Cincinnati. Obviously, we've talked about Cleveland, but even in Akron, what makes Ohio talent such a special thing to manage? Yeah, I think the you know it's a it's a very you know the the, the state of Ohio is a very hardworking blue collar environment of you know just the from from everything away from soccer that the type of industry you have it's very similar to what I grew up in England and in the uh you know just the type of people and I think you you know you get a very very driven very hard working kind of group of people community and and belief you know and I think that's uh you know is is really important I think where we are in in society right it's a very very you know kind of changing world that we're in but you know I think to have that that kind of family feel where you know you can create a culture and and people are going to you know go through everything to to be successful i think we definitely have that in ohio and you know i think we've been very very fortunate with with you know some of the top division one division two college programs that are in ohio have, have have almost made the the region in the in the north of ohio a very very you know soccer knowledgeable region as well it's not a turn up just to watch the game and, and enjoy it. I think we actually have a very knowledgeable fan base and and I think supporters in the area are very you know very knowledgeable in that in that way. And that makes it it makes it great as a coach, right? Because you you're trying to put a product out that you're proud of and 
and, and people understand what you're trying to do. You know, and I think from, from my point of view, I love that. So as a manager, I mean, what type of style do you like? What's your tactics? Do you like to press, defend, counter, uh, possession? What, what do you aim for when you're teaching or training these guys uh, to prepare for these big matches? Uh, how you want to attack the opposition? Yeah, I think, you know, you're teaching a lot. I think in one of the things people see in our region is is the teams are very well supported. So you, you're obviously teaching how to, to deal with what can be, you know, a, a, a tricky environment when you're away from home. You know, it's definitely, I, I remember in the, uh, the first days I was doing this, when, when Detroit City were, were in the NPSL, it was, that was an intimidating place to go. You had to, you know, you, you almost had to, to teach players how to, how to deal with that before you even got on the field. So, you know, so I think that's something that's important to us. And I think from a, a style point of view, you know, I'm very forward thinking in a, in a you know, possession, quick in the transition style of soccer. You know, I think we were supported with that with the, with the teams we have in the area that we're going to be able to pull players from is, you know, they're all playing a, you know, a very possessive style of soccer and, and quick in the attack. So I think carrying that over is, you know, is something that's important to me. And, I, and it's fantastic. one of those, I think, in the, in, in the environment, whether it's, you know, when I'm coaching some youth soccer or my college team or I'm moving to Akron City, if we're, if we're on the sideline coaching it, we want to enjoy what we're coaching and what we're watching, right, as much as the fans do. So I think you want to create a, you know, a style that, that is just fun to watch, you know, and I think that, that has massive benefits for the, for the growth of, of the club moving forward. No, that's fantastic to hear, and that's absolutely correct. You want to move forward, and you want to try and uh, show a lot of growth in the uh, attack. If I can ask you this, obviously not this year, but maybe next year, will that be for you to see your club if you do go deep into the playoffs this year to reach that open cup spot for the first round in 2024? Yeah, I think, you know, that's, that's definitely a, a goal, right? Having grown up playing in, in England and, and we have that similar similar kind of mindset with the FA Cup over there where it's, you know, the the almost you end up with a, a David against Goliath type of situation as you move through. I think, you know, you always want to make sure that your your club's looking at those scenarios. You know, and I think from a from a fan perspective as well, if you you know, the US Open Cup gives you that that opportunity to bring a bring a team in that they would never see in regular season play and you know and if you can be successful move on and you know start playing USL MLS teams and and you know growing the growing the, the love of the game and, and getting the people to understand that you know this is a it's it's a knockout sport in a way that that this is how we uh you know how we grow the grow the game and you know I think it's definitely something that me personally and I know from talking to the ownership and the rules for staff is something that we would want to be involved in next year. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. And that's going to be a lot of fun when you get that opportunity. And hopefully you will have that opportunity moving forward. Who should we be watching out for uh, on the club this year? Who is the one player uh, you put your money on to destroy the opposition, whether it be goals, setting it up, or defending, or goalkeeping? Who would be the best player you have? Or it could be more than just one. 
you know, I, I think it'd be tough to to narrow it to one with the um with the group that we're putting together. You know, I think with um with the support that we're getting from from programs in the in the area in the region, we're you know we're we're bringing a obviously a couple of players from the University of Akron in who are a, a very good pieces. Um, you know, I think you know you've got a player like Jason Clavier who, as a as a wide attacking player, can can be anyone one v one. And then you know you've got you've got someone. Well, I always say someone. The midfielders we're bringing in the the Sammy Tahagas, the the Joey Paulises, where you're looking and going that the way they break the game up and set you on the front foot, they're a you know they're a type of player that you you love as well. You know I think there's a there's it's always easy to say the person who gets the goals, but I think you know the the centre defensive mid who sits in front of your back three or your back boys and breaks the opposition up is is just important. And and as you have the knowledge of the game, you can enjoy and and, and love watching what they do. You know I think we have a you know, just a in the in the few weeks I've been talking to the guys, one thing I've said to you know, to to my friends within the game, it's it's we, we've got a pretty cool group that are, as you you talk to, there's no, you know, there's no arrogance type of thing there where one person is the standout. It seems like they're a really really good group of guys who are who are going to buy in together, and and you know I think that's you know I think that's huge as as you're moving into obviously a situation where you're getting everyone together and then. 10, 12 days, you're already playing league play. So, you know, so I think it's it's tough to, to identify one. I think we've got, you know, a very, very good core group that we can we can lean on. And it sounds like you know, they're going to lean on them very hard. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then we've obviously, you know, you look at someone like, uh, you know, Colin Byros, who we've, we've brought in, who graduated from Syracuse last year and basically did his, his time at Akron and went up to Syracuse and, Played at two of the top programs and ended up with a national championship last year in, in Division One. You know that's a, a another player that you look at. So I think it's you know we, we're going to have a, a good can lean on hard and and have high expectations. But I think they're uh, you know they're excited to to kind of show the city what what we can bring to the city. And how are those Akron City supporters uh, for you? Have you met them? You've talked with them? What's it like? And of course, I guess you've seen them from afar when you were managing uh, against uh, managing for Cleveland back in the, the day a couple of years ago. What, what were they like, the Akron City supporters? Yeah, you know, I got out to a couple of games last season, just being a, a fan and living in the area. Um, and I think the atmosphere was was great. You know, I think the from from the interactions I've had, everyone seems to be very, very, you know, looking forward to. To making a progression from last season, I know my my social media accounts have, as we've announced players, I've had people, you know, just jumping on direct messages, comments, just you know, happy to chat. And I think I was brought up when when I was playing in England that you, you know, you obviously got the, the community was important, and and you got yourself out in the community, and then they would come and support you. And I think I have that that feeling with the uh, with the support at Akron, being a uh, being some very very fun conversations and you know a lot of a lot of very supportive people that have had, had great things to say about you know what the hope will put together and and that will be here in a in a couple of weeks when we when we get started and obviously that's I think, gonna you know, be exciting Akron, 
Yeah, I think Akron mm-hmm. coming into the league, right? It's going to give us that that rivalry with with Cleveland and with in Pittsburgh and Erie. It's everything's so close, and you know you've got the other pro sports. What what create those rivalries, and I think that will carry over to to create some good atmospheres at uh, at, at the stadium when we've when we've got home and away games. Let me ask you this, and uh, you said you're originally from England. I mean, what part of England are you from? I'm from Middlesbrough originally. Okay. So, I mean, you know as well as probably many of us do, you know, it, it's always, you know, the uh, the typical uh, Middlesbrough derby, which whoever is the, uh, the hated rivals uh, within Middlesbrough, if you do have one, or it's the hated rivalry from the next town over, uh, how much of that mirrors what goes on, as you said, between Cleveland and Akron and Pittsburgh and, and you know, all these all these, like, you know, uh, steel, uh, rust belt towns, shall we say. Uh, what, how does it mirror what goes on in England? Yeah, I think it can, I think it can mirror it, it pretty closely. I think, um, obviously, when I was back in Cleveland, the rival was Detroit, and, you know, it was close enough that you would get fans coming, coming to home and away games. You know, and I think that's one of the, the biggest things of how you create this rivalry is, you know, for example, with us in Cleveland being, you know, 35 minutes apart, that, you know, I think it's it's huge that you you're seeing both teams taking fans to home games and away games, and you know, and it's and it's got that friendly banter rivalry with it, which you know I think is is what we see in England, and and I think we can we can definitely develop that, and that's one of the great things about our region is, you know, is that. You know, we're not all driving four and five hours to games. We've got that, got that kind of close knit connection between teams, so we can create that that rivalry on the on the pitch and in the stands. And and obviously, you know, I'm sure there's there's some guys who are from the Akron area who are going to play in in Cleveland, and there's some guys from Cleveland who are going to play in Akron. So you've got, you know, you maybe have fans who who knew these guys through through youth soccer as well. So you you know you I think that will be a kind of a good a good pull in of. Uh, of a way to create that that rivalry, and you know I've seen it already a little bit that you'll you'll get some you know some banner on the social media channels going back and forth already, and you know and I think that's great for the game as long as, long as it's always taken in you know in a in a fun safe light-hearted way, and I think that's great for for the way we we, we can grow the game. Absolutely, and keep on growing the game as much as we can here because it definitely does matter to all of us. And you're a part of that, and I'm very grateful that you're there in Akron to do so. Andy, thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Good luck this year with Akron City FC. Good luck in the MPSL season in 2023, and hope to have you back on again soon. Perfect. I appreciate it. Thanks for, uh, for all you're doing, supporting the league. And, you know, I think it's vital that we uh, we all do everything we can. It's a, to me, obviously, growing up playing this game, it's the best sport in the world, right? So it's, it's something that, you know, we need we need everyone to – to pull together and, and keep going in. So appreciate it. And, you know, anything, anytime, happy to, uh, happy to chat. Absolutely. Have a good night and thank you once again. Appreciate it. Have a good evening. Thank you. You too. Andy Hogarth, head coach of Akron City FC, as we get ready to call it a night here on the NPSL Soccer Show. I want to thank my guests tonight. I want to thank, <clears throat> excuse me, Lucas Mendez of the, Virginia Dream FC, Hugh Williams of Kansas City Soul, Damon Gokner, owner of the Denton Diablos, 
and Andy Hogarth of Akron City FC. Couldn't get Mr. Stuart Collins on tonight, and hopefully uh, we'll have him back on another time so we can talk about Michigan Rangers. My name is Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to me tonight. And as always, please enjoy your football. This has been the National Premier Soccer League show right here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. You can now listen on multiple podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Feedspot, and Stitcher. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Take care so long, and bye-bye for now.